0: 2, I am at uh, Southeast Linux Fest, and I'm going to be talking to Ian Gelzer Geyser? Geyser. Geyser. Like the Geyser. Cool. Yes. Um, so you're at the KDE booth, which is really cool, and I see that you are running KDE 4.2. Yep. Which is really cool. I love the 4 series. I think I overheard you say that you were kind of Fond of the 3.5.
1: I, to be honest, really liked 3.5 for a long time, um, but it was kind of like I, I loved KDE 1 for a long time, and then right, KDE 2 right. came along. Yeah. So I, yeah. I mean, I in February, split the bullet, started developing for four. The new API is much better. Yeah. Um, a lot of new goodies. Um, a lot of hardware extraction, sound extraction, just a lot
0: of neat stuff for software development that yeah. sold me on it. Oh, cool. So how long have you been with? like Linux and KDE, I guess?
1: Um, I've been active on KDE since about 2001, and um, Linux in general since maybe 96,
0: 90, 97. Wow, okay. All right. Cool. Um, so uh, what do you do on the KDE project?
1: Um, I, historically, I worked on everything from DCOP, that was the inter-process communication, yeah. as well as some JavaScript bindings to the Q- layer and KDE layer. Okay. Um, I've also done some hacking on KDevelop um, and a couple other side projects, uh, mostly related to just inter-process communication and stuff no one ever sees. Um, nowadays, I'm working on the kiosk support. This is ability to lock down a system. Okay. Um, basically, every KDE application has the ability to have set- system settings. Enabled or disabled okay. based on yeah. user, based on uh, uh, policies set by the administrator, and the part, that part has been very well tested and implemented. What I'm working on right now is the GUI tools to administrate
0: these things remotely. Okay. Now, with this kiosk mode, I mean, obviously, it'd be used on kiosks, like in places where there are machines. Is there any other use, like? Um, mobile devices or anything like that, or is that not really... This is
1: also very useful in academic environments where they need to
0: lock down a machine so
1: that you that students don't mess up the machine or use unauthorized applications.
0: Oh, cool. So it's almost like, um, like lock it down, I mean like... Right. You, said, you, you
1: can even filter file types, URLs. Wow. You can make it so they can't turn off the machine, short of pulling the plug. Okay. Um, there's a lot of functionality. You can enable and disable men- specific menu items. And features of application. Okay. So it's it's a very powerful framework. The problem is is that the the is
0: underdocumented and not advertised a lot. So yeah, I mean, I'm I read like KDE Planet. I follow Dot News a lot. Um, I'd never heard of it. It's it's one of those things, for a long time, the only information about
1: it existed in a readme and subversion. Wow, yeah. But it is possibly one of the coolest technologies in KDE because it's integrated so deeply into KDE. It's very easy to use and hard to circumvent.
0: Now, this is something that strikes me about KDE in general, and you can correct me if I'm wrong because maybe this is just, I I don't know these kind of things, but it, it seems to me like a lot of the technologies that KDE uses, it is like very, it starts, it's from the, like the ground up sort of, you know, it's like, it's all very integrated or whatever. Is that an accurate statement or is it just someone talking because they don't know? No,
1: that, that actually is very accurate and what drew me into the KDE project. Mm-hmm. Um, features that are added in the core libraries stream up to the end users yeah. very easily. Um, we joke that people say that KDE has too many features or is too complicated. Um, one of the running jokes that I've heard oh, yeah. is that it's too easy to add features to KDE. That's why there's so many bells and whistles. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's the the ability to integrate at the base platform is what I think makes
0: KDE very integrated and very powerful. Yeah. Here's a random question, and this is pretty random, but what is like in you know ten words or less if you want. Um, uh, K develop versus cute creator. What what's the difference? Um, KDevelop, like why do the both why both why do both exist? I guess.
1: Um, Trolltech needed something specifically to do C for cute. Uh-huh. K develop can do everything from wx Windows, GTK, SDL, Windows development, everything. Oh, okay. so,
0: and it's not limited to C It does Python, Ruby. That's what it is. So if you're going to do PyQt, it would be through KDevelop potentially. Yes. Like if you wanted to do it that way. Okay. Yeah. That answered that. Thanks. No um, problem. And that hasn't hit 4 yet, right? It's data no, right now. It's really like we're, we're
1: suffering because we don't have a lot of developers. So uh, people listening to this podcast, and you're looking to actively be in a project, KDevelop needs people, um, and you'll. You'll be a hero amongst people who at mm-hmm. least use
0: K develops, right. <laughs> um, now how like when you like a lot of the applications that I really, really like, you know, they're they're slowly coming over to Qt four. Slowly but surely. I imagine it must be a big task to port an application from Qt three to Qt four. Or maybe it's just that, like for instance, K Office. I mean, it took it a long time to get over to Qt4, but maybe that's just because it's a big application.
1: It's a big application, but people also took the time to re to reevaluate and clean up code, so things have taken longer. Okay. Um, there were a lot of changes that happened both in K Office and KDE, Amarok. Yeah, yeah. All of these are not just bit for bit ports. Right. Okay. There was a chance to say, you know, we're gonna break a lot of stuff. Let's fix some of the things we couldn't fix in the past. So it, 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 yes, it did make things a lot longer, but I think two or three years down the road, we're going to be glad that we did these things now versus just waiting another release to clean up the crop.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I might be one in a hundred. I don't know. But I mean, I certainly appreciate I don't care that it's a slow conversion in some cases as a user. I mean, it, it seems like it's really worth it because when it hits, it's really, really incredible. Right. It's really cool. I,
1: like I've been telling people all day, 4.2 is, is really a KDE release that I'm proud of. Yeah. Um, 4.3 is looking great and we're getting new features that I think are more solid and mature. <laughs> so it's, I, I think as a development group, we're, we're really coming into
0: our prime with the KDE project. Here's another random question. Sure. You might not be the right person to even ask. So KDE, if you take KDE, there's like, you know, there is KDE, the desktop environment, I guess. Right. And then there's like little applications like k big big ones like K-Office. Those are all, in my mind at least, part of the KDE package. Right. Like if you buy, quote-unquote, KDE, that's what you get. Is KDN Live, the video editor, part of the KDE package? Um, it, I would not
1: consider it part of core KDE, okay. but it is definitely part of our application stack. Uh-huh. It's like Digicam, Amarok, right, yeah. um, K3B, yeah. all very important applications, yeah. but they're not necessarily... Part of the core KDE. Okay. So, but they are part of our stack and very, very valuable parts of our stack. Yeah. So. Okay.
0: I mean, I think the KDE package, whatever that is, you know, the KDE as an entity, they do a really good job of like, you know, packaging, um, packaging applications together, giving the user a, a very complete experience. And uh, I mean, I certainly enjoy it, and I recommend it to everyone I know. So. Cool. You know, Great job to all of you developers. Great job to all of you guys, all of the development team and everything like that. I, I'm, just, I'm uh, immensely impressed with it. I use it as often as I can. So, you know, cool. yeah, thanks. thanks for the interview. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you for listening to Hack Republic Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.